Welcome into the Daily Wager Podcast. We are taping this on Friday, October 8th. Always busy on Fridays heading into the weekend, but we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always do. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenbaugh. And Joe, we, we do the heavy lifting on Fridays. Dude, what a weekend this is going to be in Las Vegas. We've got Fury Wilder on Saturday night. we got the Chicago Bears in town to play the Raiders. So Bears fans have infiltrated Las Vegas like a virus, but a good virus because we love Bears fans. <laughs> but ultimately, these are the best weekends to be living out here, man. You have so much going on. We really do. we got fight weekend as well. We'll get to that, but let's start on the diamond. Uh, obviously, a high-profile showdown in the National League. I actually wrote about the Giants and the potential damage they can do to the sportsbook operators in town and really throughout the country, but uh, any plays for the uh, diamond with you? Of everything on the card today, and I think you and I may be aligned here, but I don't know if you're ever going to get a better price on Walker Bueller as a starting pitcher. Dodgers are minus 115 in this game. So the last time he faced the Giants, he got shelled. And I know some people are going to look to that. He only made it three innings. He gives up six earned runs. This is back on September 5th. But look at that. And then look at the fact that he also made five other starts against the Giants this year. 34 total innings, 3-0 record, .79 ERA. So I think that last outing could be defined as the outlier. Doesn't mean it can't happen again but I would be willing to discount that for the five other starts in which he was incredible. Logan Webb's going to go for the Giants. He has been an extraordinary surprise for this team. He's been fantastic. But post-August, he does have an ERA of 3.98, has been a little bit less reliable down the stretch. He can eat some innings, but he has given up some runs. I'd play the Dodgers at minus 115. All right, yeah, I, I'm on the Dodgers, too. I, I've always got to give myself a filter because of my man crush on Walker Bueller. Just love the guy. I think he'll be lights out. But to your point, that Sunday night game that he got touched up by the Giants, uh, it's not really predictive. Uh, I mean, you can use it, but, I mean, let's just really kind of take a step away. If he threw a no-hitter against them, it's not predictive either. So uh, I would say the large sample size. Giants are really impressive, man. I, I know everyone's dismissed him. Not everyone, but most have throughout the season. But really impressive. Led the National League in home runs. Really team effort. And as I researched the story I wrote for ESPN.com, I learned a lot more about him with their starting pitch and everything. So it's been a, it's been a ridiculous story in, in a good way. So Dodgers favored. Short series. We'll see. No Kershaw. Interesting. Uh, fight weekend. I'm on Fury here. I just don't see how it's going to be much different than the uh, second fight. I'm not opposed to laying the money line. To me, it's not that intimidating of a price. But if someone wanted to go minus 110 on basically inside the distance, so knockout, TKO, or DQ, I'm okay with that as well. You know, Wilder comes into this fight with a new trainer who's never trained before. It's actually someone he fought back in the day, Um, Malik Scott. And I think there's something to that. I think he's going to come in a little bit heavier because he got pushed around in that last fight. Uh, Fury had like 40 pounds on him. He was leaning on him. He was making him carry that weight, and it was wearing him out. He came off that loss. He was with the conspiracy theories and everything else. And now he's saying there's no towels in his corner for this fight because he doesn't want his new corner throwing in the towel like his old corner did. I don't know. There's a lot out there. And the thing is, Wilder has this extraordinary one-punch power, right? But outside of that, it's not like he's a skilled technician. It's not like he's got this elite level of ring generalmanship. And that's where Fury has the edge. Fury is brilliant when he gets in the ring. He's a tactician with a lot of power. 
So I like where you're at with minus 270. I would also play Fury minus 110 to win by knockout, TKO, or DQ. The, the over-under for this fight is seven and a half. You know, Mayweather fights, which always went the distance, were priced around 10 and a half or 11 for their over-unders. This is seven and a half. I don't see it going the distance. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Deontay Wilder. The one shot could land it. But I think overall, Fury's ability to control the fight, his intelligence, everything that comes into this, I would take him minus 110 by knockout, technical knockout, or DQ. Potentially a best bet as you go for 10 straight. We shall see. Woo! Don't want to jinx it, but it's worth noting. We, we, we <laughs> need to recognize it. So nice win by the Rams last night. Let's go to football, college football for the weekend. And um, I'm going to start with the main game or one of the main games, and that's Iowa hosting Penn State. I really like the Hawkeyes here. I think they get dismissed a lot. It's like, oh, turnovers, this. They are polished and team-oriented on defense. There's a reason they lead college football in turnovers per game and turnover differential. They are clean. They create the turnovers, but they also more so wait for you to get sloppy. Nobody gets sloppier among the better teams than Penn State. So I think it's going to come down to a turnover or two or a James Franklin miscue with game situation that the Hawkeyes get the win. I like lane two. I would lay up to three, probably three and a half. Four would be my cutoff, but definitely through three, up to three. So I, I like the Hawkeyes. I think we just have to kind of recognize that they're a solid football team. And, and, and at home, it should be, a, should be a tough spot for Penn State here. As a Penn State grad, I am not betting the side, which probably tells you everything you need to know about how I feel going into this game. Hint, hint, I think Doug might be on something. I would look to the under as well, but not a big play. It opened 43 and a half. It's moved through the key number of 42. It's sitting around 41. So maybe a half unit here. You got two top three scoring defenses, two teams that rank in the top eight in terms of opponent yards per play. I think it's going to be a sluggish type game. Iowa offensively doesn't really blow the doors off anybody with big plays. They're very methodical. Under 41 for a half-unit wager for me. All right, cool. Uh, I have, I, I'm, I'm involved with the other ranked games, so I, I'm laying it with Georgia. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a sweat, but we get there. Auburn's defense is solid, but their offense is not. Bo Nix was great last weekend, but that stuff's not going to fly against this Georgia defense. It's not allowed more than 13 points all season. So I'll lay the 15 and a half. Numbers coming down. There's some 15s, even 14 and a halfs out there. I'll lay it with the Bulldogs. It's probably a horrible spot, but I just think they're that solid. And Auburn's uh Auburn got a nice win last week. Let's leave it at that. I, I'm not I'm not too impressed with Auburn's offense, at least. Doug versus Auburn has been one of the great battles throughout <laughs> the course of the college football season. Our Red River showdown, I'll play over 63 and a half before we drill down on some lesser marquee games. Uh, Texas is scoring 44 points a game this season. They're top five in college football. Sarkeesian's doing a great job on that side of the ball. Oklahoma's defense should limit that. The Sooners are fantastic on that side of the ball this year. But Oklahoma, who has not impressed offensively at all this season, should have an opportunity to put some big points up here. Texas's defense leaves a lot to be desired at the current moment. Over 63 and a half Red River shootout. Give me something obscure. What do you got that the people well, aren't necessarily I, I want to do on? one more Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, I do like them. I think it's kind of a fascinating matchup considering Arkansas and Mississippi just got waxed by the one and two teams in the country. Ooh. Sort of a reality check for both. I just trust Ole Miss. I thought they showed me something in the second half offensively. I think they're for real. I know they got shut out in the first half, but it happens uh, against an Alabama defense. Arkansas got sh shut out the entire game and was uh, not really putting up a fight, uh, much of a fight in the second half. 
I, I just think the Rebels are for real. They're at home. Lane Kiffin's a wizard. This Arkansas team that we were get, we were high on, remember, those upset wins are not that impressive. Texas A&M now has three losses and Texas. So I think we Arkansas, we kind of know who they are. I think Ole Miss is still a really good football team. I'll lay the five and a half with the Rebels. I see where you're at there. Uh, as we start to drill down on some of the lesser knowns, I'll talk with. I'll, I'll hit on one that people will be paying attention to. I'll take Virginia Tech plus one over Notre Dame. Strictly a situational play. Virginia Tech was on the bye last week. They've had two weeks to get ready. They're at Lane Stadium. It's a night game. Enter Sandman. Place is going to be rocking. Tough turnaround for Notre Dame. It's like every week Notre Dame has a big game. They're off that loss against Cincinnati. Quick turnaround. I'll take Virginia Tech plus one. I will take BYU minus five and a half over Boise State. Boise State is not the team we remember from the past. The offense stinks. 80th in yards per play, 123rd in yards per rushing attempt. Uh, Brian Harson left for Auburn, and he took the offense with him. BYU has been a freight train. They took out Utah. They took out Arizona State. I like them to cover the number here. And then I'll play the over in Michigan State Rutgers. It's at 51. I think it's low. Michigan State can score. They're 17th in the country in scoring. And the money's been coming in on Rutgers. I think they're going to put up a big performance as well. Only 26 points the last two weeks against Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan State doesn't bring that level of defense to the table. I like that game to go over 51. I, you knew this game had my name written all over it. So I wanted to wait to get the real games out of the way, but a nice <laughs> battle of winless teams with combined oh. 0 and 11 record. Uh, I really like it. I, now I'm going to pull back a little bit. This numbers come back. It's now three was three and a half. UConn is now three with their interim coach and COVID protocol, a couple other on the staff and some players. A little worried there, but I think UConn at UMass, I really like the Huskies here. Look, they've put up a fight. They've almost won at Vanderbilt and also against Wyoming. They've covered three straight, just had to get the Randy Edsel stench out of their locker room. And then you have this UMass team that is really just getting smoked. They've lost every game by double digits, a couple in the 40s. It's really not a strong team. So ever since that second half with UConn against Army and then the last two games, they've shown a competent approach at times. So uh, I'm going to lay the points on the road with the Huskies, and I'm glad this number's come back to three here. Oh, my God, I love it. There are girls who are drawn to guys who are jerks. There are guys who are drawn to girls who are going to treat them like crap. And then there's Doug Kazarian drawn to, like, these UConn, Akron, UMass-type games where no one's covered a spread all year, no one's won a game all year. They have these awful streaks. But yet you find the edge and you find the angle. And we can always bank on you to do that. That's part of the reason I love you, buddy. <laughs> well, all tickets cash the same, as we know. Yes, they do. So uh, just, just a reminder, just a reminder, when you have to bet the big game and you lose, don't forget about little old UConn. But look, they've been, they, they can taste, this is their best chance to get an FBS win reigning on the schedule. They got Yale next weekend, that's FCS, but this is their best chance and they can taste it. I think they play well. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be on Daily Wager 6 Eastern on ESPN2, also 9 a.m. Sunday morning Eastern as well. Hope you join us then. Best of luck to everyone this football weekend. 